What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where each week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am your host, Matt Primo, here today with my other co-host, Christian Valencia. How are you today, sir? Good. How are you? You can finally uh, speak and we can actually no, hear you. I mean, if you look at, you know, your plugins, you know, maybe if you plug in, it might help. I mean, it's your mic. Fair enough. <laughs> so, on the show, we normally do about two reviews a week. Me, personally, I will do a series on my own, and then Chris and I will join forces, fusion, whatever, and we will review our own series. We fuse all the time, sir. We do. We have done Batman in review up to this point. Uh, I think that's really the only series that we've done so far. Hmm. Uh, we've been teasing this series for a month and a half, two months. I would say that Batman was really long. It was. It was, uh, especially those first, what, four movies? Ugh. So yeah, we've been teasing this movie since December, which was, or November, excuse me. We were supposed to start in December because, you know, greatest Christmas movie of all time. But due to scheduling conflicts and personal reasons, well, we just couldn't get around to it. But we're going to do it now, and we are going to knock out this series. I'm pretty excited to watch this series, except the last one. I'm not excited <laughs> about that one. <laughs> so today we are doing Die Hard in review. This is the first movie, Die Hard. We are going to, if you're new here... We're going to jump through the plot real quick, just a general summary of it, uh, fun facts, and then we'll jump into our impressions. This movie is 32 years old, so there will be spoilers. If you have not seen Die Hard up to this point, stop what you are doing and go watch Die Hard. Right now. <laughs> like, Why haven't you watched it already? Exactly. Do not listen to this review. Go watch the movie if you have not seen it. Plain and simple. Before we jump into our review, you can support us by going to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. We have a $5 tier, $10 tier, and a $20 tier. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, and Sharon Petrie. We appreciate everything that y'all do for us. We appreciate y'all being our shout out members each and every month. And just a little plug in right now. You say, oh, why, why is it two-game, not surfing the stream? This is our secondary podcast. Our primary podcast is the two-game podcast. That is the number two. We talk nerd culture, partic- uh, mainly games, and then comics. Anything nerdy is in that podcast. So if you like that kind of stuff, search two-game podcast or find us on Facebook and then click one of our links. Dire on review, sir. Let's, get, let's knock this out. This movie is about an NYPD officer who tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party. Christmas. I see a theme here. (laughs) At the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. It was released on July 20th, 1988. Were you born yet, sir? Yes, I was. I was literally like six months old. (laughs) (laughs) I still needed another two years. Sucks to suck. Right? But I watched this movie in the 90s, and I loved it. I mean, what's there not to love? Uh, Yeah, fair point. The budget of $28 million, and it grossed worldwide $141.6 million, which I'm sure at this point it has made so much money based off of like DVD sales, Blu-ray sales, all that, box sets. Director was It was directed by John McTiernan? Probably saying that wrong. Sue me. 
Don't sue us. <laughs> yeah, don't sue us. I don't have any money. <laughs> this guy, I actually looked at some of his uh some of his movies that he's directed. And this dude has directed some heavy hitters. He directed Predator. Ooh. Last Action Hero. Ooh. Die Hard 3. That's why it was good. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't seen it in a very long very long time, but it was uh The Hunt for a Red October was also directed by him. Yeah, I haven't seen that in forever. Either. So I mean those are basically all of his movies that he's directed, and they're all heavy hitters. Pretty impressive. It is. Jumping into some fun facts. Bruce Willis was paid $5 million to do this movie, which was unheard of at the time. Nakatomi Plaza is the headquarters of 20th Century Fox. The company charged itself rent for use of the, at the time, an unfinished building. Charged itself rent. I'm sure that's for tax reasons. <laughs> oh, we're, we're going to save money on this. The scene where Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman meet up was unrehearsed to create greater feeling of spontaneity between the two actors. Speaking of Alan Rickman, this was his first feature film. Did you know that, sir? I did not know that. Yeah, first, first Hollywood movie. That fucking man's a savage. Dude. I love Alan Rickman. He is a national treasure. R.I.P. God rest his soul. R.I.P. Yeah. He had previously done stage performances and British TV, but had never been to Hollywood, never done a feature film. The majority of the exterior shots of the building showing explosions were, in fact, real. They were full-scale explosions set off in and around the building. 20th Century Fox, the production company, formally admitted that Die Hard was a Christmas movie, after stating it's the greatest Christmas movie ever told. Our greatest Christmas story ever told. So y'all can suck it. Yep. Suck, suck. There he goes. I mean, that's the people who made the movie said it's a Christmas movie. Hmm. How about that? It has been probably about a month and a half since I've seen this movie. Unfortunately, we were supposed to review this back in the first week of December. So that was when I watched it. So my memory is very terrible especially being an EMS. So we're going to try to do our best to review this. But I've seen this movie so many times, I don't think it's going to be much of a problem. No, not at all. Overall, I really love this movie. I think it's perfect. I think it's one of the best action movies of all time. I was disappointed when I did 90s action review that this was not one of the movies in the 90s. I know, right? Everything happened in the 80s. The Some of the best action movies happened in the 80s which was a big surprise for me. I thought all the action movies happened in the 90s, but in fact, all the terrible ones happened in the 90s. Or a majority of the terrible ones. So so, so I've listened. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bruce Willis plays this character perfectly, and I think after this movie, he kind of plays the same character each time, like in the rest of his movies that he does. Just older. Yeah, just older. But yeah, I think the, the action... Is is great. It's not over the top action. It's it's realistic action that would actually happen if this story actually happened. I think like the explosions in the in the very front would happen. You know, him trying to shoot his way to get to his wife is all realistic. And I thoroughly enjoy that in action movies when they can make the action more realistic, more believable. Yeah, I enjoy the Marvel movies. And obviously those are not realistic at all, but it's realistic action. Like it's stuff that they could actually do. They don't, they don't lasso RPGs like 
Wonder Woman does, and Wonder Woman 1984. How about that? Yeah, we just spent uh, 45 minutes reviewing that movie. So go check that out. If you have not seen Wonder Woman 84, we have a half the the review is non-spoiler and the rest is spoiler. So go check that out and we'll let you know our, our thoughts on that. What did you think of this movie, sir? Oh, I love this fucking movie. This movie was one of those ones I watched and I was like, I heard good things, but I never, I never like, you know, so I kind of put it off as a kid. And when I finally sat down, because, you know, Christmas movie comes on Christmas. Mm-hmm. How about that? So if I sat down and watched it, I was like, why the fuck did I wait so long? Right? Hmm. How about that? <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't really enjoy this movie. Like, Bruce Willis brought this character out perfectly. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying earlier, the fight scenes of some of the fist fights, some of the gun fight, the play is just so realistic. I mean... Don't get me wrong. There are some things that worked because it's Hollywood towards our uh, Bruce Willis's way. Like uh, when he strangled old dude with his chains. Yeah. Chains. And then at the very end, he comes back to life. I'm like, I could have done without that. Yeah. Yeah. That that, that key. That's there. the worst part of the movie. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> but other than that, everything else is perfect. While I love Bruce Willis in this movie, I have a special place in my heart for Alan Rickman. Uh, that dude is perfect in everything. He was fantastic in Robin Hood. Oh, uh, yeah? Fantastic. We're not even talking about Harry Potter. Like, perfect. Perfect. And I just, I, I thoroughly enjoy anything that Alan Rickman is in because he is so over, like, he's not over the top. He ad-libs a lot of stuff that he does. Yeah. Like, in Robin Hood, most of his stuff was not scripted. Oh, yeah. And, like, everything he touches is just gold. Everything. Oh yeah, and then he has such a gravitas in this movie, which is weird. Now that I know that this is his first movie, which is weird that he would come in there and it's like big dick slinging, you know? Oh, dude, he was slinging it. Oh yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So he's obviously one of the the highlights of the movie. Bruce Willis is obviously a highlight. Actually, one of the fun facts that I I'm now remembering off the top of my head. Bruce Willis was exhausted from a previous movie shoot or something like that. Like Bruce Willis was supposed to have a bigger portion of this movie, but because he was exhausted, they devoted more screen time to the cop and more to Alan Rickman, which I'm okay with. I thought they put the perfect amount of Bruce Willis in this movie. Especially since he was supposed to be hiding and trying to get his way throughout the building secretly. Exactly. So perfect. And I loved his his sense of humor throughout it, and he was he actually rode with some some police officers in New York to prepare for the movie, and they all had this kind of same sense of humor that he was projecting in this movie. And yeah, if I'm in an intense situation, I'm gonna be pissed. Like he's crawling through the vent, a famous vent, Ooh. and he's like. Oh, yeah, come to Los Angeles, grab a couple of drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really do I really do love this movie. The action is great. I think the characters are great. They make you care for them. You want him to save the day. I, I, I really just get back to Alan Rickman being as amazing as he is. I think he really elevates this movie. In fact, when he finds Bruce Willis in the movie... And they don't know each other, you know? I mean, Alan Rickman figured out who he is, but 
Bruce Willis doesn't know who he is. Hans Gruber. And, you know, he's acting like a hostage at that situation. You remember this? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> I was like... I was, you're looking at me like, like I'm dumb. Oh, no, I was staring off in space. <laughs> <laughs> I had a retard moment. <laughs> uh, he plays that, that scared hostage perfectly. And, like I said, it was unrehearsed, so... That was off the cuff. That goatee, though. Oh, yeah. It was sexy. So, I, I overall, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. And, honestly, I think our review of this movie is hurt a little bit because we watched it a month and a half ago. Well, not just that. I mean, there's so much... There's so many things that happened in the movie. To like, like, movies back then had more of a story to tell compared to movies nowadays. Where you have the CGI to show it all. Back then, you had to, like, really, really act, per se. Like, the duct taping, the gun to the back, his back. Oh, yeah. Like, who'd have thought of that? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Right? Iconic. Looking iconic. And then, you know, the roof, you know? And then he jumps off the roof with the... Uh... The sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, he got fucked up throughout the whole movie. And he looks like it at the very end. And he does. I mean, he's barefoot walking through glass and shit like that. Like, it's... It is absolutely horrible. I just, uh, Going back to the sheet moment when he jumps off the roof, I think the, he plays the humor there perfectly. He's like... Well, I don't remember specifically what he says because, again, I watched this like a month and a half ago. But he's he's something along the lines of, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to regret this. <laughs> oh, what, what the hell am I thinking? And just jumps off the roof and barely makes the window. Right? Like, I don't see that sheet holding up anybody. Well, it wasn't a sheet. It was a, uh, the fire, not the fire. Station, oh, the, the, the uh, hose. The hose. Yeah. It, same difference. <laughs> <laughs> same difference. I mean, it fell apart. And he, like I said, barely made the window. Right. Ugh. His bloody ass feet all over the window. <laughs> Dude, someone's got to clean. Right? Little, little window cleaners? That high up? That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sucks to suck. <laughs> oh, Hans Gruber. And then, obviously, Christmas does not... St- I, we we got we to gotta talk the last little bit of this review about it being the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. And the argument for it being a Christmas movie. I stand by the fact that Christmas is not official. It does not start until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. Agreed. 100%. My wife will say... Oh, this isn't a Christmas movie. It's just got it's just got Christmas stuff in the movie. Wrong, Christmas movie. Uh, I mean, the, the creator said it was Christmas. Y'all can suck it. And then I remember a few years ago, Bruce Willis came out and said this was not a Christmas movie. And Fuck my him. thoughts are, yeah, it's okay to be wrong. I mean, he's got dementia, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're washed up now. You don't you don't have any any opinions on your older movies. It's true. You were you were you were an icon back then, but now no. No, now you're just making low budget Nick Cage movies. He's still alive. Who, Nick Cage? Yeah, I haven't seen him in front ever. Oh, uh, sidebar. He's coming out with this new Netflix series uh, this month. I think it comes out in a uh, oh, couple weeks where they look back at the history of curse words. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm going to have to show you the trailer for the. Uh, <laughs> and I'm thoroughly excited to watch that series. <laughs> <laughs> Only Nick Cage can do a series like that. And he has a glorious beard. Oh. Yeah. That's what's hot. Yeah. Back to our review. So 
the main character's wife, John McClane's wife, is named Holly. Cool. Christmas. Mm. Holly Jolly Christmas. How about that? There's a Christmas party. Hmm. They play Christmas music during the movie. I'm noticing a theme here. It's snowing. Mm. It's during Christmas. I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, that screams Christmas movie to me. And he even says ho 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 on uh the radio. Not the radio. He oh, does right. it on the uh the shirt. Oh yeah, that's right. When he sends the Hans Gruber. Ho ho ho. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think this is the greatest Christmas movie all of all time. And when I did my when we did the review for Christmas Chronicles Part Two with my wife, I said this was numero uno and the Grinch stole Christmas with Jim Carrey was number two. Uh, I can agree with that. Yeah. So those are the two greatest Christmas movies of all time. Die Hard Two is actually a Christmas movie of Christmas movie as well. But from my memory, if it serves me correctly, it's not nearly as good as this movie. So we'll find out uh, in the next week or so when we watch it. But I think that's going to be our review. Uh, what do you give it, sir? Oh, I'm going to give it four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. What the fuck? Why, <laughs> why I give it four and a half? Because um, why would you? Yeah, why would you not give it five? Why? Spoiler: I give it five. Oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, if I remember correct, there's some things that you know, if I could remember, that would make it perfect. Like Hans Gruber not dying. That'd be great. You can't fault the movie for that. Uh yes, I can. No, you can't. It's my review. He's gotta die. It's my review. Fuck you. That's that's, that's the, the good guy saving the day. But is he really? I mean, he started. But for, is he really the good guy? Or is Hans Gruber the good guy? And my mom claims bad guy. I mean, Hans Gruber started a yearly tradition. I mean. I mean, I agree 100% with you. If he doesn't fall from the plaza, Christmas never starts. But did he die? Oh, he died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he died. <laughs> he was splat. <laughs> I give it five out of five. I think this is worth. Every penny. Is it worth 15 bucks? I think it's worth 15 bucks. Uh But granted, this movie came out 32 years ago. So if you're paying 15 bucks for that right now, uh, you have other issues. I suggest going to buy the box set, which is not nearly as... um, It's a little bit more expensive than that, obviously. But you're getting the entire series. And I want to say I spent 30 bucks on the entire series. Which is a pretty good price. Because then you get Die Hard 3, and then Live Free or Die Hard, and then unfortunately you get the last Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> the Batman Robin yeah. <laughs> Die Hards. But I, I think it's worth every penny. I think you should go, if you do not own this movie, go out and buy it. Uh, I have it digitally, and I have the box set. So, there's that. But I think that's going to conclude our review. And next week we will be doing Die Hard 2 in review and honestly i've seen that movie a bunch mainly as a kid i haven't seen it nearly as much as an adult because i didn't really like it as much as a kid i always watched one and three the most because they were the most entertaining yeah i don't remember two to be honest with you i just remember it took place in an airport isn't it the same dude in that one that's uh in transformers can't think of his name uh, or was that three? I don't know. I remember the airport scene. I don't know what you're talking about. 
Oh, I know Alfred is in three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, there goes our Die Hard review. Let us know what you think of the movie. I think it's one of the greatest action movies of all time. Uh, I haven't reviewed anything in the 80s other than this movie. But it's up there with Predator. Definitely for greatest action movies in the 80s. Uh, let us know what you think and share us amongst your friends. You can go to patreon.com slash two game if you care to support us. Otherwise, just playing our episodes is support enough. So we appreciate it and we'll catch y'all next time.